This month we are talking about uh, Luke, the Gospel to the Gentiles. And you may be thinking to yourself, oh, but we already tackled a a parable about soils before, didn't we? Um, But we talked about it from Matthew, and it was slightly different. It was nuanced differently. Um, The reason why I want to bring this to you today is because this is part of our discipleship journey. I was chatting with Gaylene earlier on, and we commented that baptism is great, it's wonderful, it's, it's this opportunity for us to, to assert and express our faith before the community. But it's only the beginning. It's the first step. It's not the last step. It is an opportunity for us to say, from here, we keep going. We keep doing other things. We keep expressing ourselves in other ways. And that is discipleship. And that is something that in the Church of Jesus Christ, we are needing more and more and more. Here's the problem with discipleship, though. I can come up here and I can bang the drum all day talking about it. But that will change nothing. Not if you are not ready to go on that journey yourself. Not for me, not for your partner sitting next to you, not for your family, for your kids, but for yourself and your relationship with God. Because if you think about it, God is good. Amen? Amen. Now what do we say? God is good and you say all the time, don't we? So if I say God is good. All the time. time? Right. So if you know this, then coming closer to God would be what? Good. And that's what discipleship is. That's where we need to define the difference between disciplining and discipleship. And parents, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. We have had a chock-a-block service this morning, my friends. I'm going to acknowledge that. So as a result, I am going to give you a short and sweet message that hopefully gets to the point and that you can go home and continue to digest and receive it. And if what I say this morning really hangs with you, remember, you can always go online, have a listen to it again, and let God continue to speak to you through that word. But let us begin with a quick word of prayer. Father, we commit this time together with, to you. We ask you to be in the midst of us and speak to us through it in Jesus' name. Amen. I was on social media this week. I saw a fascinating video. A diver goes down into the deep water and a seal, a seal? Yes? You know, you know that one? Yes. That's the one. Uh, he came down to the diver and he started pawing at him. The diver is, what's going on? So he just kind of swats the seal away and everything's fine. Two seals come back. They're both kind of pawing at the diver, grabbing him. The diver figures it out. They're getting him to surface. They think that he's drowning. They think that he's at the bottom of the sea and they want to rescue him, right? So the diver thinks, okay, I'm just gonna have a little play with them and they paw at him and everything like that and he keeps going about his way the seals go away and they come back with five. Five. And all of them are grabbing. And, and this is getting dangerous because they're yanking at the diver's hoses and gear and everything like that. So eventually the diver gives up. He puts his arms up and the seals grab him by the arms and lift him to the surface. That's discipleship. Did you know that? Discipleship is that moment where you realize God is trying to do something good in my life. And it's challenging, yes. But sometimes all you got to do is just put your hands up 
and go with it. And you can have something amazing, miraculous happen in your life. This illustration was much longer before. But I think we'll leave it there because I think that works for us. This is what Jesus is doing in the parable of the sower. He is dropping a moment of teaching that is supposed to be about revelation, about opening their eyes so that they may see. And he quotes Isaiah. Thanks, Tom. He quotes Isaiah in this. So he's there with his disciples and they ask him, him, what does this parable mean? And he says, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you. To others, I speak in parable so that those seeing they may not see. Though hearing, they may not understand. Do you understand, people of God? If you are a discipleship of Jesus, you hear with open ears. You see with open eyes. You are not confused. Now, where does this come from? It comes from Isaiah. Thank you, Tom. So, Tom or Thomas? What do you prefer? I just won't call you late for dinner. <laughs> so... Um, Isaiah looks out and he is having a vision in the year of the King Uzziah. Isaiah sees the Lord sitting upon his throne, high and lifted up. The train of his robe filled the temple. Do you remember that passage? This beautiful image. And then he hears the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Yes, Lucas, God will send you. Amen. Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And then Isaiah says, Here I am. Send me. Thank you, Tom. And God says to Isaiah, a hard word. He wants to use Isaiah as the vehicle for his revelation. But he needs the people to be ready for their eyes, for their heart to be contrite, for their eyes to be ready to be opened and their ears to be ready to be heard. He has spoken to them before, but they have not heard. So he's sending Isaiah the prophet. And he says, Shamau, Shamau, Vel, Velo, Velo, Vayad. Shamau, Shamau. Listen, listen, but do not understand. He says, Vere ach, vere achen, Look, look, and not know. You can hear God's tone, God's anger, God's frustration in this. Because he is revealing himself to his people and they see him and they take it for granted. This is what I'm saying to you, people of God. The church of Jesus Christ without discipleship does this. We see Christ in community, in society, at work, in our lives, but we do not know. We hear the voice of God in worship, in prayers, in preaching, in teaching, in opening his word together and individually. And yet we do not understand so God calls Israel into deeper discipleship through Isaiah and Jesus quotes this to tell his disciples do not be like those obstinate people open your ears open your eyes how do you open your ears I mean do you do this do you squeeze them and then 
Maybe you put a, a popsicle stick there too. Here. This is how you open your ears. In your heart. You make this soft instead of hard. You make this pliable instead of unmanageable. You make this something that God can work with instead of something that resists Him and pushes Him away. We said before, if God is good all the time, then coming closer to Him is good. That's what that means. And God will not, like so many human relationships in our lives, abuse or take advantage of our vulnerability. Instead, He will take that precious vulnerability and He will love you deeper and more fully for it. Thank you, Thomas. So what does this mean about the parable? I'll very quickly run through it. Those along the path are the ones who hear. The devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so they may not believed, believe and be saved. That verse could just describe the 21st century world. And it's hard and it's sad, but our discipleship means we keep preaching the gospel, friends. Thank you. Verse 13, those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it. But they have no root. They believe for a while. But at the time of testing, they fall away. I think we all know someone like this, don't we? Or maybe we resonate with that because maybe we've been in that position ourselves. That's okay. That's okay. Because the soil is here. It's in the heart, isn't it? And if we have a chance to make that different, we can get those rocks out. Maybe we can change. Verse 14. The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear but as they go on their way, they're choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not telesforeo. Telesforeo. This word is a wonderful word. You know the, the term, you know the name Christopher. Okay? Christoforeo, the bearer of Christ. Telesforeo is bring to completion. It describes when a fruit matures. On the branch. It describes when a mother reaches term and is ready to give birth. It describes here when a disciple who has not allowed life's worries and riches and pleasures to choke out God's call in their life. Reaches that point of discipleship where God can use us powerfully. And verse 15. The seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce that fruit. Remember what I said before? Ears, we got to open them here. That's what Jesus is saying. And this, in a nutshell, is discipleship. This is where I believe God is leading us as a church. And I'm so grateful that I have had the opportunity to bring this word for you today. In light of everything else that we have done on this, in this service. I pray that this word journeys with you, blesses you, and continues to uplift and uphold you in your Christian journey and discipleship. Let us pray. Father, you are good and your love endures forever. So we commit this word to you. We ask you that you continue to bless us. Work in us, uplift us, and hold us as your people, your children. 
May we be your disciples with open hearts, open ears, open eyes. May we be like Isaiah. And when we hear you call, say, here I am, Lord. Send me. So we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.